0: Ben
1: Jowalski, what's going on?
0: I am so excited that I'm only, what, probably 48 hours away from seeing your beautiful face.
1: <laughs> wait, are you leaving Wednesday? Yeah. Oh, I'm leaving tomorrow, so other people will see my beautiful face much earlier than you.
0: I just can't wait to just see you and just immediately rub the top of your head as hard as I can.
1: Oh, I, I was hoping for a head rub. I've was, I was, I've been kind of dreaming about that, to be honest
0: I'm also kind of stoked about the warm weather it looks like we're going to have some nice warm weather Hopefully no large uh, storms coming through like last year uh, It'll be a good
1: time Excited for Miami Dude, that, that storm last year was intense It's supposed to be like 75 and sunny all week So I'm really excited I need to go buy some Sunblock 10,000 Or see if I can borrow some from Vellner while I'm down there
0: I figured you'd just be wearing, you know, like what all the fishermen do. Mm-hmm. They just wear these, like, they wear long sleeve shirts, like gloves okay. over their hands, like big hats, and it just covers every inch of their
1: body. I, I was going to wear this hoodie and just pull it up. Yeah. You know, it's a good look. <laughs> it's a good look for me. No, I'm excited. It'll be good. I got, uh, we, you know, we got the emails today about the heat times, and I immediately got nervous. And it was funny. I like, I haven't been nervous about, you know, competing or, even going down there and as soon as i saw the heat time i'm like oh shit it's real this is real yeah.
0: i haven't i haven't gotten nervous because i haven't even thought about or tried any of the workout I have, i've never used a drag rope i don't even i don't even know if i've done a deep ball clean in my life so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna wing
1: it <laughs> uh Elise uh Elise in the comments asked if i'm doing the gauntlet and yes i'm doing it and i both been, are i've been training my ass off for this thing and i'm still nervous i was talking uh to member your team Savannah today. And I said to her, I'm really nervous. And I'm like, because I've never competed in front of a crowd like this before. And she very gently reminded me, she's like, yes, you have, you did the winter classic in Cleveland and you fell on your face. Don't you remember? (laughs) And I'm like, Oh shit. That makes me feel so much better that the last time I competed in person, I literally fell on my face. I was doing, um, it was a partner workout, and I got talked into doing it, and uh, we are doing burpees over the bar, and we were in second place. It wasn't a big crowd, but it was big yeah. enough that I could hear them, and we're doing burpees over the bar, and we finish our last rep, and I go to clear the bar to make it, and it was like a sprint to the finish, like a 50-yard sprint, and back foot. Does it clear the bar and I face plant. you can hear the whole crowd when we hit our last rep they go, yeah. and as soon as I face plant, they go oh <laughs> oh man well that's
0: that's exciting I, I'm, I'm just very excited to see what a nervous John Willie looks like
1: mm-hmm. I don't I don't think you're I'll be nervous your is at
0: three pm right 3 yeah. pm on Thursday so every human being on planet Earth please tune in or be mm-hmm. there. Uh, Thursday, it's at Flagler Stage. They're not streaming it. Uh I think they have in the past.
1: God, I hope they're not streaming it. I don't okay, need No, I'm going to
0: make sure someone does. And uh, and his seat time, yours is at three minus at four forty p.m.
1: Yeah, I'm excited about though. I think it'll be fun. You know, I I was joking around today that uh, my coach has programmed workouts that have been so hard. That the gauntlet i'm like looking forward to the gauntlet just so i can get a little break yeah you know? <laughs> Jeez. just just so i can do a workout that has more breaks in the middle i mean i swear to god like the last two workouts Jenna's made me do have been so difficult i'm like there's nothing they can throw at us at the gauntlet that's gonna be harder than this
0: I saw that's so. what you guys did uh did uh throw down on sunday that you know it was like very gauntlet actually like you're mm-hmm. practicing a lot of the movements which is very admirable and
1: very smart um, <laughs> well the truth is we've been doing most of those movements that you know like when we when we started the training i went to jen early on and i'm like all right listen here's what i need i need you to program really hard shit you know the work it's an hour-long workout at the gauntlet with about two to four minutes in between workouts five to six workouts so i have to be prepared for a full hour knowing it won't actually be a full hour and you have to program the things i hate that don't normally show up in workouts but could absolutely show up in a competition and one of those things was heavy d-ball or sandbags like that from the very beginning we started training ski erg uh heavy d-ball tons of burpees because we knew they would show up and we threw some other stuff into that you know obviously didn't end up showing up but i think it'll help and we did a lot of rowing which is you know hopefully will pay off as well um but really, she picked all the – like I just went down the list and said, here's all the things I hate to do. And man, we've been doing them every week now for four months. And all of them are conveniently in the gauntlet. Not all of them, but I'm – you know, but the funny thing is, is like a lot of the combinations are combinations we've been working together. You know, yeah. burpees and burpees awesome. D-balls is one of them. You know, so it doesn't mean like – you know, I don't feel like, all right, well, I'm going to beat everybody because I've been practicing it. It just means I know what the stimulus feels like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, so I won't be shot. Like my nerves won't be because I'm I don't know what that feels like. <laughs> you know, it's it'll be something else altogether. So I don't know. I'm excited to do it. I don't know if hopeful is the right word. I'm just kind of want to get it over with and then just have a fun week. If that makes sense.
0: I think it's going to be a great time. Um, so my head of marketing, her name is uh, Charlie. She's from the UK. She is going at the exact same time as me, 4.30 a.m. Nice. Uh, on that Thursday. And uh, I'm like, I'm worried she's going to out front squat me. <laughs> um, like, so watch out CrossFit world. Uh, Charlie, my head of marketing, she hasn't really done many competitions. She's never done a weightlifting competition. And I'll just put it this way. She's definitely going to win the front squat in the women's division. The what, what's, her, is, what's her front the squad? Is, what place would she have gotten in the men's division? <laughs> is the question.
1: Well, I'm scared to ask now because if she's gonna beat you, she's definitely gonna beat me. Oh, no she definitely beat you in the front squad for sure.
0: Like, dude, she's she's unreal. So at at the games, we'd uh, after you know staying up all night and and partying at the after party, uh, we obviously did a, a drop in at Big Game Collective uh, the next morning, and we were like doing some weightlifting stuff, and I was like, man, I'm banged up. Like, I'm gonna take it kind of easy, like just like you know, like I won't go all in. And I look over at Charlie, we're doing hang snatches. Snatches are my thing. Okay. I right. look over, we had the same weight on the bar. And I just, I'm like, Charlie, what's your one rep max? It's just like, Oh, I don't know. You know, in her adorable accent. And
1: are you going to try to do it? it? Do the accent, do he he it. Set it
0: in kilos. Oh, I can't do it. I can't do
1: it. <laughs> It'll just come off as Australian. Like yeah, it's, too <laughs> it's too
0: complicated. It's too, just. it's too complicated. Um, but, uh, yeah, she. I mean, she's ridiculously strong, and uh, anyway, I'm very excited. To see, I'm, like, more excited that she's doing the gauntlet and we get to actually see how fit she is rather than me doing the gauntlet. It just sucks that we're going at the same time, so I'll probably just be watching her the whole
1: time. What division is she in? Rx, Rx. Rx. You, which one are you? You're an intermediate, right? No, I'm Rx. You Rx. did Rx? Yeah, I thought you were intermediate.
0: Yeah, dude.
1: Wow, look at you. The weights
0: that they posted were not... Particularly heavy for me, so I interact.
1: Humble brag. Look at you. Hey,
0: yeah, I mean, yeah, I used to do this a lot, John. Okay.
1: Yeah, I know, but now you do it like one day a week. Yeah, and I, I can still lift a lot of weight. And the show is scaling, Bill. You could have gotten away with scaling. You could have been in my division. Yeah. You know, crushed the scale division. It would be that awesome. would have
0: that would have been there would have been a threat of me making it to Saturday. <laughs> That's a problem. That's a problem for my strategy of. Just really having a nice, relaxing weekend. So,
1: you know what really sucks um, about making it to Saturday if you get to Saturday is um, it's at 8 a.m.
0: Yeah. See, no, yeah. yeah. If I make no. Saturday,
1: I might, I'll just get
0: sick. I'll get COVID. Yeah.
1: I, I told Jen if I think I'm doing well by the fourth workout, I'm just going to do, I'm not going to do Jack in the fifth. Right? I don't have to work out on Saturday. I don't want nothing to do with that because well, they take all like time for Saturday
0: of- and then just be like, oh man, I, I really pulled my my upper. <laughs> dorsi rectumus muscle
1: exactly well i'm excited it should be fun you know the workouts look good Uh, i think they're well structured a lot more breaks this year than last year though also a lot more
0: cardio so it's
1: a i i didn't pay that close attention i just remember last year you guys it seemed like you only got two minutes in between each workout and this one you know the two of the the cardio-esque workouts are relatively short one's a nine-minute amrap the other fifteen minutes is a time cap, but I mean I'm doing the math on it, and if you're I I think everybody should be under twelve minutes, but I could be completely and utterly naive. Yeah. Um, I think I should be. So I mean, like the reality is, you're two like kind of you know Connie ones are slow, and then your last one's a twelve minute, and the row is only you know three and a half or so. So they're all relatively short. You yeah. Know. I don't
0: know. We'll see. It, the bottom line is. I mean, when you when you stack a bunch of relatively short workouts together and within an hour, it becomes a very long workout. So,
1: well, that's what I'm going to be interested interested to watch other people. I mean, that's you know that was the point of me spending so much time training this. wasn't like I want to go out and win the gauntlet, but there is a a different stimulus between going out and to your point, blowing up, you know, kind of a short metcon and then you still got to do three more things and how your body recovers and going into it and being able like understanding what's coming next and what pace you should have because the your pace for a nine minute amrap when you know you have another 15 minute time cap immediately after you have a sprint row and then another 12 minute amrap back to back to back to back is far different yeah the only thing you're doing that day is the nine minute amrap
0: yep i believe last year um i I peaked very early, let's just put it that way so i think i got i got first or second place out of everyone in the overhead squat um i got very i got did very well on the next workout, and then the next one was like a salt bike sprint, probably dead last, and then the next one was some other like just grunt workout like second to last. And then like the last three workouts were like super, super high skill, like bar muscle up, handstand, push up, toes to bar, chest to bar. And I got really good on those ones. So it was like very much a just like, just took it, I just took it easy in the middle, in the middle of the workout, but it'll be good. And there's a lot of people who are going to be there that we know that'll be there cheering us on. Um, and I'm very excited. I'm excited. This is the first time I'm going to Wadapalooza without trying to cram in a bunch of seminars. Like a lot of times right. we do like seminars while we're down there. And have the whole team there. And for two years in a row, the seminars were like kind of a disaster because one, last year got rained out. We had two seminars, both of them got rained out. Uh, and then the year before, um, it was just like they didn't—they forgot to cap the amount of people that could come do our double under seminars. There's <laughs> just like there's just people doing double unders everywhere, uh, and it was still amazing. But you know, it was tough coaching some people wearing flip flops and things like that. But this year, it's just. There for fun. We have a few people from the walk prep team there. And uh, I've been inviting so many people to your party on Saturday night. So it's going to be way too many people. The fire marshals are going to shut us down.
1: Dude, I had uh, I forgotten about that dude showing up in flip-flops through a double-under seminar. That was the point. <laughs> have, you, have you looked over uh, Have you looked over the Gauntlet RX division? Yeah, I think so. Why? Well, for one, there's right in the middle of it is Justin Medeiros. I swear to Christ oh okay so you know hopefully it's like uh well i'd say cousin or somebody you know hillers in your division
0: yeah yeah there's there's i mean there's a bunch of fit people
1: please uh also there
0: was two games athletes like ex games games athletes that competed in the arts please,
1: please go down there and no rep them i think that'd be funny
0: Oh, I, I would love it if the
1: whole crowd, rep, he's going to do well. That dude's fit, man. He's going to do really well. There's no, no doubt about it. I was, uh, I was talking to a friend, um, <laughs> I was talking to a friend he goes, oh, I'm judging the gauntlet. I'm like, bro, let's talk about what a good bro rep looks like. Cause you're going to be my judge <laughs> now. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see any uh I didn't see any other games athletes though on the list. Last year Ethan Helbig won your division and he was mm-hmm. he's a former games athlete. Did you see anybody else on this list that competed? I haven't looked at the list, man. I don't know. Oh, I'm just going into it blind. All I right. don't
0: I don't do lists. I don't do like, you know. I could I could have tried a drag rope the other day and then I just forgot to do it. Um so I'm you know, just gonna have a good time. You know, let it let what happens, happens and And then as soon as I'm done, eat some ice cream, hopefully, and a margarita.
1: Dude, I I can't wait to watch. I'm glad we're at different times. That way I I should be fully recovered by 4.30 when you go.
0: Yeah, (laughs) hopefully.
1: Hopefully. Hopefully. (laughs) We shall see. We shall see. Carlos uh, Bound is in the the chat who is a CrossFit photographer extraordinaire. And, Carlos, of course you were invited to our party. Extraordinaire is an
0: understatement. Carlos was one of the many very handsome individuals that I invited. I hand invited, hand picked to come to the party. And he's like, are you sure? I'm like, yes, dude, you have to come.
1: See, you keep inviting people, but I'm wondering if it's just going to be a block party because we, uh, we sold out of RSVPs, according to Jessica. Good. And you know, we had 350 RSVPs. Now, this is not a big gym, Like, it's not huge. You Justine's
0: know? coming from uh, Third Z.
1: Yeah. Well we had three hundred and fifty RSVPs that came in and then I've had dozens like Justine and Carlos and people who say, Oh yeah, I'm coming. Not to mention like some athletes on the side that I wouldn't let RSVP. I'm like, hey, just come in, like I'm not gonna announce you're coming, you know. And now I'm not sure everybody's gonna be able to get in. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be fun though. We're gonna we're gonna have to
0: find out some uh contingency plan to like, you know, like wrap around the block or I
1: don't know. Maybe there's gonna be a DJ, we're gonna have uh poke bowls, uh Okay. Big- pokey pokey poke whatever i don't know it looks like poke
0: poke bowls i'm not
1: fancy like you dude i don't know what the fuck it is all i know is we're gonna have bowls and uh we're gonna have uh, high noons and some non-alcoholic beer for those that don't drink and bottles of vodka and tequila and all kind of crazy stuff wow
0: it's gonna be a good time i'm excited to be there excited to see you and carlos and all the other amazing people coming
1: gonna be good times good times. I had this uh this woman reached out to me in my story. I was going to I wanted your opinion on this cuz I thought it it kind of went to the the podcast. Uh, she can only go to CrossFit one day a week. That was her story. And she's a stay-at-home mom, can only get in one day a week. She misses the community, but she loves CrossFit and was trying to figure out like what she should do. Mm. I thought it was a, that's a tough one, you know, like, cause there are some great online communities, wide prep being one of them, um, street parking's another hard work pays off. Like, you know, I, but you know, there's something to be said for having, you know, the actual community, like right there.
0: Absolutely. So, um, there's obviously a ton of follow-up questions I would ask this person, but I'll kind of like go through a few things. I assume she's just very busy, and and like kind of the only way she's able to make it in is one day. I'm wondering, is it always on the same day, or can she pick and choose? Because if I were someone who had to pick and choose, like if I if you gave me one class to go to on any given week, I would almost certainly choose like a Saturday, because I think Saturday is the best community vibe at any given gym. Is because people from all angles, all, you know, all the different classes, a lot of times it's all Kind of come together in that Saturday class. So I would say, it like, if that is a choice, then I would choose Saturday. Um, if let's say she can only go Tuesday at twelve p.m., right? Probably not the biggest class. That's fine. If you're look, if you're asking how can I get involved in a community because I can't really get plugged into the local CrossFit gym, then I would do what John said and I'd find an online community. There's like the street parking vibe, uh, which is very much like it's just like get your workout in no matter what. And I know they have a great community over there. Uh, I'd say Wad prep is like probably like a hybrid of like, we have a lot of, a lot of beginners, a lot of people who are still learning CrossFit and also a lot of high level people, uh, especially in the master's division. Uh, but it's still like a very welcoming community. It's not too like, I wouldn't say it's very like high brow or like, this is only for competitors. And then you have plenty of, of programs that are like only for competitors or like, that's kind of the vibe they give off where it's like, this is for serious freaking CrossFitters and we, super duper care about CrossFit. Um, and then there's a lot of communities like that out there too. Um, so online could work. Uh, I definitely like, I, I feel for this person because I am, I'm very much a social exerciser. So I will do whatever it takes to exercise with a group or with a, literally I'll drive, I've driven like 30, 40 minutes North of a couple times last week just to train with uh, Coda CrossFit because they just have this bro session. When I say bro, it's guys and girls, but there's just like competitors class where there's like, you know, no coaching whatsoever. There, It's just, right. here's a workout and we just bro down and have a good time. Not good for a beginner. Amazing for someone who's looking for just a great community and has a lot of experience. There's like, there's so many different ways to get attached to a community. But if you, if you get to choose the gym that you go to, I would focus on trying to prioritize that Saturday class and then I will also say not all gyms are created equal. Like there are some gyms that just unfortunately don't have that community where it feels like right. kind of impenetrable. It's like people, people have their jobs, they go in, they work out, like they get to know each other a little bit, but beyond the question of the day, that's it. Um, and then there's other gyms where it's like, when you're a member of that gym, you are part of a family. Um, so that, that, that's kind of my thoughts. And hopefully that that helps her without knowing all the details.
1: Yeah, her, her question uh specifically said she really likes having CrossFit peers and it's discouraging discouraging not having, you know, kind of peers around. And I get that. Like I've worked out in my basement, you know, off and on for a couple of years, even though I belong to an affiliate and now I own one. Um and for me, like when I wasn't, you know, in in an affiliate four or five days a week, like that connection to to other CrossFitters is really, really critical. I always did it via text. You know, like I just made sure I was doing the same workout as others. So I don't know if it's possible for her to find, um, you know, a gym where she can, you know, join and have access to their programming, meet some of the members, and then get on a text chain. Yeah. You know, like for me, it was always, you know, hey, I did the workout today. I got 12.32. What was your time? You know, and or or even just somebody you can complain about is – um, you know, complain about the workout with, I think is, is important. I think the other thing that helps is make your home setup as close to a, a gym like setup as possible. Meaning like I have a timer in mind. Like, I think that timer is important to like, keep you on track to make you feel like you're actually there, even though there's no one in the room with you, you know? Um I don't know outside of that. I mean, it says she's a stay at home mom. I'm wondering if, um you know maybe she can explore some of the local affiliates and see has Sue has maybe better child care you know yeah. give, give her the ability i don't i don't know anything about this woman nothing about her kids like why she's a stay-at-home mom i don't know anything about her travel situation none of that but like i know my affiliate on to your point coming in on Saturdays, like i we have a family that comes in every saturday they have two little kids and when i say little they are little dude like and they bring a playpen and they set this thing up you know, and these little kids are running around there, and we're doing crazy workouts and loud, dirty rap music playing. <laughs> I'm like, we're the these kids' first words are going to be MF or probably, <laughs> um, which is great. But you know what? They bring their kids, and they're like, you know, they're part of the community, you know, and, and some yeah. gyms allow that, some don't. I just think it's worth looking into. You know?
0: Yeah. Yep. But, I think that's a really good point. Um, there, I have been to a few gyms that offer child care during certain class periods so that I, I, it's definitely not commonplace, but it could be something. Um, and then if, if this person is a stay-at-home mom and they have equipment, then, I mean, heck, maybe she could create her own community, you know, be, you know, join a, join a, um, a program like, like, like Watt Prepper or, or street parking or something like that, um, like, I actually know there's, there's a group of guys uh, on the street from me. They call themselves the Osceola Garage Gym or something like that. They're on Osceola Street, which is only a few streets down from me. And they follow Wad Prep programming. And they just, like, it's just, like, a bunch of dudes. And they just come together and throw down in this guy's garage. Uh, they probably could go to a local affiliate. But, like, they've created their own community um, at their garage gym. And they don't necessarily have coaches or anything like that, but they they utilize the online resource to make sure they're doing it right, or at least close to right, and they they gather up and, and do it online. Right. So um, that could work.
1: Yeah, it's just tough, dude. I was, um, Wad Zombies in the chat, and I was watching a podcast today that he was on. On uh, Do you watch Clydesdale? Have you ever seen Clydesdale's podcast? Yeah, yeah. I've been yeah. on the podcast a couple times. Okay. Oh, a couple of times. Oh, look at you, humble brag. I've only been on once. Scott doesn't like me as much as he likes you. But anyway, it's a good show.
0: Scott and Kat are great.
1: (laughs) It's a good show. It's a really good show. Scott's a great interviewer. He had uh, Nick on. And in the conversation, Nick was talking about his kids. He's got two kids, three and five. And it stirred all these memories in me. Because when I started um, CrossFit, my kids were three and five, two girls. At the time, they were obviously very little. And that's hard. Like, it's hard to coordinate lives. It's hard to take your kids. Like, I used to take them with me to CrossFit and make them sit under a table while I worked out. I'm like, don't you move while daddy's working out. And I can't tell you how many times, you know, they're three and five, so they're going to move, you know. And I have to stop mid-workout and go over make sure one of them's not going to hurt themselves and, you know, get back to the workout. And it's tough on people. And, like, finding a community of people that also have young kids and also have these life challenges, I think it's really important. For people yep. and finding those resources. So if anyone's listening and you have those resources, send it to us. We'd be happy to talk about it and and shout out your organization because I think people are are striving for that. They want it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yep. And, and then I know fun. I know it's not a profitable enterprise for most gyms, but I mean some gyms have CrossFit Kids, yep. and that's uh that it works for some gyms really well, and that could be a great way to you know, heck, maybe even get the kids that are you know causing you to stay at home and and do the, the hard work that is being a mom, uh, but maybe there's a way you can get the kids involved in the gym. So yeah, there's so many different options without knowing the full story. It's a little difficult, but uh, but uh I totally feel you, I think that the, the key here is community. I know for me, especially like community is the thing that keeps me coming back to CrossFit and keeps me going to these events and keeps me in touch with so many old friends. Uh It's, it's all about the community. And I love that's what like brings us together, but it's also what keeps us, really fit is because we all keep each other accountable. So without the community, it's definitely very difficult.
1: I would I would really struggle to stay motivated if I didn't have people around me. So I get that, like that feeling of I need people to to push me. Because like I've worked out in this basement hundreds of times, you know, and it's fine. You know, I have great, some great days down there. I have other days where I'm like, mm, I'm just going to go upstairs and get a drink. And I never go back down. You know, it's like just stay upstairs and watch TV for a while. You know, yeah. just uh, it's hard to stay motivated when you're in a gym setting. It's easier to stay motivated. So I hope we can find a way to to help this woman because I thought it was an interesting question that I wasn't fully equipped to give the answer to. But I thought you might have some insight. Um, I had another question for you because um, I saw in your story, we have never talked about this, but I saw in your story the other day that you guys were doing nutrition stuff at Wide Prep. And, I was, uh, and it made me laugh because I, I'm very familiar with your nutrition of ice cream. And I'm like, wow. you know. And cookies. But yeah, Ben works out one day a week and eats ice cream and cookies every night. Now he's doing a nutrition course, so this is going to be fun. This will be great. Um, but I was, what I was really thinking about that I wanted your insight to is like, you know, we're nine days into the year now. And you got a lot of people doing new year, new me, new nutrition. And I think this is the hardest. Personally, I'm only speaking for myself, And you can tell me if I'm wrong. I think this is the hardest time when you've started a new nutrition plan. You're about nine days in and you're starting to get the shakes. You know what I mean? You're like, where are my cookies? Where are my Where's my ice cream? Where's the things that I love? How do you get people past that to get into a. Good solid routine and make it that first thirty days, so they can, you know, kind of push toward their goals and and achieve what they're wanting to achieve.
0: Yeah, so I can only speak on on the kind of nutrition coaching that uh, Wad Prep has given and you know our course has given, and I am not a nutritionist, uh, but the the person that I made the the product with is and was and continues to be one of the most sought after nutrition courses or nutrition coaches. Um, the answer to your question, John, is I don't make them cut out the things that they love. That's like the, I, it's the most important thing about long-term sustained diets is that if you are cutting out, like if you're someone like me that I live to eat, like I love food, a perfect vacation for me is to go to Italy and just eat everything. Um, I, I I literally like plan out and, and like lust over the food that I'm going to have later. But that's because I love food so much. So I make food fit within my requirements. So I like, I tend to be very, very pro, like adding things in rather than excluding. Cause I think the exclusionary aspect of dieting is what makes it so difficult. So like, yes, if you're nine days in right now and you're like, you haven't had a single sweet and you're freaking out and you're all upset and and it sucks. Well, I would say like, Hey, maybe your diet isn't the right diet for you. If you really love sweets, maybe you should find a diet like thousands and thousands and thousands of people that, you know, we've helped use. You should find a diet that allows you to have the sweets. You just create rules around getting those sweets. So for me, it's like, you know, if I, hit my protein number for the day. I'm making sure to hydrate enough, I'm making sure to sleep enough, and I'm also making sure to not exceed my calorie balance. Uh the difference between me like eating a plate of broccoli versus like eh, I'll have two cookies or like I don't I don't I don't freak out about that because I've like I've checked all the other boxes. I've made sure that I've had an adequate amount of protein. I'm making sure that I'm keeping my calorie balance. Uh, the way that it should be. I'm making sure that I am getting my micronutrients by consuming lots of vegetables and fruits that are all within this system. But like the idea that like you can't have a cookie or like you can't have sweets or you can't have those ice cream, you know, desserts a couple times a week, like it's just crazy. And that's that's my personal opinion. That's why I've been so drawn to the to the more flexible dieting, like the, 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 the hierarchy of importance. You can have a perfect day of eating right? And that's great. But if, even if you have an imperfect day of eating, you can still achieve your goal of getting leaner, right? And that's where I think people maybe get confused. It's like they assume, oh, no, if I had like a case in point, actually, it's like last night, I had a lot of cookies. Granted, I did. How, play how many
1: are a lot? Give me a number.
0: I did play pickleball for seven hours. I probably had, let's see, I had, I had three different bags. I have a bag of Milano's, a bag of EL fudges, and a bag of famous amos for rotation and a glass how how,
1: of- bi- how big are these bags give, me, give me
0: i probably had i probably had 10 el fudges probably maybe six milanos and then for the famous amos probably like five or six right so i had i had multiple hundreds of calories worth of milano cookies but i guarantee you i still lost weight yesterday because in terms of the to- total caloric needs that my body had yesterday after playing six hours of pickleball uh i can assure you i exceeded my or i was underneath my calorie needs for that specific day because of how active i was now also what you didn't notice is like that morning what did i have i ate a pound of ground elk and i had um a giant bowl of mixed organic berries And like half of, or like, a like half a plate of roasted red potatoes were like super well balanced. And I think I also had some like sauteed veggies in there, like super, like very high micronutrient meal, like probably not too many calories, but it really had a ton of protein in it. Like I make sure that I I, I front load a lot of those healthy food decisions so that come evening time, I know I have a ton of calories left. Yeah. I, I ate a lot of cookies <laughs> and if I, I don't track anymore cause I don't need to, but like if I was tracking sure my, my macronutrient breakdown would probably be a little heavy on the carbs. I probably was a little under my protein number and you know, fat, who knows where that fits in. But, but I know that overall, my calorie balance was probably still a deficit compared to how much I actually, you know, burned that day. So Uh, I don't necessarily suggest like changing what you eat based on your activity level for the day. That's not very sustainable at all. But once you understand the importance that like calories are the most important thing, if you're trying to lose weight, the only thing that matters is calorie balance. Even if, if I have 2,500 calories worth of Milano cookies every day, I will lose weight and be shredded. But I'm gonna be lacking micronutrients. I'm gonna be like, it's not a good diet. Yeah, you're gonna be
1: sick, is what you're gonna. I'm gonna be. be
0: sick, yeah. But you can, you can get really shredded eating nothing but bananas or nothing but Milano cookies or not. Like, so it's just all about like you have to understand the hierarchy of importance. It's like calorie balance probably the it is the most important in terms of are you gonna lose or gain weight. And then you have protein. Protein is number two. So are you gonna be losing or gaining muscle? A lot of that's predicated on that that protein balance and then also how much weightlifting you're doing and strength training and then we get into macronutrients as a whole so we have protein carbs and fat you can play around with the amount of fat that you're getting um so this is like a, that's a whole huge discussion that i would want like, yeah, yeah. nutritionist for but that, like that's how i look at my nutrition so it gives me a lot of flexibility and hopefully you'll see that despite eating multiple boxes of cookies and and pints of ice cream next week in or this week in miami i'll still be able to see my abs and that's, again, just because I understand that, like, there's, there's a time and place to, to, like, try to avoid sweets. But if you understand the true science behind calorie consumption, protein intake, and what it takes to lose weight and gain weight, it's, it's, like, a lot simpler than people make it. Now, I'm not claiming that I have the most optimized diet from a high-performance training perspective, right? I'd need a lot more micronutrients, right? <laughs> a lot more fruits and vegetables. Uh, but – in terms of my specific goals of what i'm trying to achieve it, it all works so. do
1: you, do you track your food personally
0: no so i i used to i um once i tracked my food for about 6 months uh using kind of the, the system that we use um it's i mean it's, it's literally just flexible dieting tracking right. macros and hitting protein numbers um once i did that for 6 months i've never tracked again because i have i have a very i mean it's still i'm still inaccurate but i have a very decent idea on a given day, if I have consumed enough protein and whether or not I'm roughly in that calorie balance.
1: Now, are you, are you predicating everything off your protein number?
0: No, no. I mean, calories are the number one thing, but what's funny is like, if a lot of times, like if you actually hit your protein number, especially if you're eating the protein, it's hard (laughs) to overeat because protein is so satiating. Like it's so filling. Um, so if I'm eating like yeah, like lean ground beefs and fish and and like lean chickens and and hitting that 180 grams of protein a day, I'm stuffed. Like, like I have a hard time eating more, especially if I'm, if if I'm having some sort of high nutrient food item, like some broccoli or some, you know, like sauteed kale, or a lot of times I'm just doing big bowls of organic fruit, right? Like if I combine that with this high protein, a lot of times like I'm adding those things in, and as long as I check the boxes of getting enough protein and making sure I have those micronutrient-containing uh, vegetables and fruits, I'm stuffed, right? I don't really have, like, room to eat all the the crappy stuff later in the day. So I, like, front load that really healthy, high-nutrient, high-protein stuff early in the day. And then by the end of the day, it's like, yeah, if I'm still hungry, I'll snack, and I'll eat whatever I want, but I know that I, I, I'm not going to have a huge capacity to overeat every single day that
1: makes sense yeah well it makes sense we when we started um when i changed my nutrition for this waterpalooza thing uh, the one thing i noticed very quickly was that as i started leading with protein and like up in my protein count and making sure i hit that number it did become really hard like uh, like not only is that a hard number to hit like you you learn very quickly you actually have to eat protein Or you have to do really, you have to do a lot of protein shakes, which sucks. Like protein shakes are not fun.
0: Yeah, and I and I haven't had a protein shake in, um, I kid you not, probably like a year. Like I I don't, I don't do any drink. Dude, they are
1: they are a last resort for me. Yeah, absolute last. Like I have found, I would rather do a snack, like a mid afternoon snack of baked chicken over a protein shake any day of the week. It keeps you full longer. You get more protein out of it. You. It's just it's just straight up better for you, and um, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like I digest it, like everything about it's better. You yeah, know?
0: yeah. Um, um, I found uh, just like staying full, right? Like I mean, basically, it's like if you feel full, you're probably gonna, and you feel full consistently, um, and you're eating high nutrient and high protein food items, you're probably gonna get shredded. Like it's it's. I know that's like very very far over simplification but um it's really really worked well for me like even like a mutual guy that we know like ryan fisher right i think i saw the other day he posted uh you know like all he eats every morning is like a pound of ground beef and a pound of fruit right it's all he does He's all he eats every every single morning and like my my mornings are very similar to that it's like a ton of protein some some sort of like usually it's just fruit because i like fruit i don't like eating a bunch of broccoli. So instead I eat a bunch of fruit and, and, uh, and when you, when you front load a lot of that stuff, then like the, the evening choices, um, become a little bit easier and it's, it's less likely that you're going to really overeat. And if you do over, overeat, um, the, what's so great is you can only do so much damage in one given day. Right. Um, so I know that, yeah, if I have a couple of days where I'm just like way overeating, not only will I like feel that, like I kind of can like feel it, you know, in my body. Um, I also just realized like, Hey, like I might've gained a a pound or two, but you have to overeat by 3,500 calories to gain one pound of of mass. Right. And that's a lot of overeating. (laughs) So you'd really have to try. Um, So yeah, I know there's a, like for everyone listening, like lots of oversimplifications. I'm also not claiming like, like this is not a perfect performance diet, right? Like if I was training for the CrossFit games, I would be tracking. I would eat, I would eat a lot less, you know, quote unquote junk food because not because it's going to make me fat, uh, but because it doesn't have the the micronutrients that I, that my body needs to help replenish the, the, you know, from all the workouts and stuff like that. So, um, but I, I do think a lot of people sometimes like, especially in CrossFit that they, they freak out about like eating bad foods when really it's like, if you just stay like relatively lean sleep a lot. Drink a lot of water and make sure that you get some fruits and vegetables. You're going to be really you're going to be a lot better off than a lot of people who just completely freak out. And like they won't eat a single be- like a single cookie because that's bad. Um, so anyway,
1: I just I worry in this CrossFit space like, you know, the Ryan Fishers of the world, the use of the world. Like you guys are the one percent of the people that actually have abs. The rest of us are very normal work a nine to five job, like having abs might be an aspiration, but it's never going to happen. Like it's just not going to happen. Right. And so like, I always worry about nutrition in the CrossFit space with people getting frustrated. And I was thinking about this specific window of time we're in of people getting frustrated with what they're doing when what they ought to be thinking about is like, how can I eat to have better performance in the gym? How can I eat to have better performance at life Mm -hmm. to your point? Like, how can I eat cleaner? So I can, you know, you're mentioning how you feel better when you eat certain things, you can feel it in your performance. Oh, like right. how, can, how can they get to that point? You so
0: know? On that? I and mean, that's a great point. Right. So again, like I'm not here to, yeah, I like, and I apologize if anyone's listening to this being like, you know, like, well, that doesn't work for me. This guy's an asshole.
1: Like, <laughs> No one's um, thinking that. No one thinks
0: the, that. The, the, like, and I can't say this more loudly and from all the rooftops, like James Smith is a good guy to follow about this. Um, But like the only, the only thing that matters, unless you have an extremely rare medical condition, which if you're listening, you probably don't. The only thing that matters to get you in the direction of seeing your abs is calorie consumption. Right? So like, I think a lot of people put the cart before the horse where they focus too much on optimizing for like whatever fad diet is in, is in the trend or whatever, like special creative calorie tracking meal plan that they want to follow. It's like at the end of the day, if, if you're faced with, if you're faced with like, what should I do? It's just like eat less calories and you will generally move in the direction of becoming a leaner human. There's a lot more nuance to that. But if you're a CrossFitter, that means you're strength training. Um, So that's good. That's going to prevent muscle, like, you know, basically your muscles from going away. And then if you eat enough protein, along with also the most important part, remember, is being in a caloric caloric deficit. If you're in a caloric deficit, it is physically the the laws of the universe will not keep you fat, right? (laughs) like – if you are in a calorie deficit, it is physically impossible for you to not lose weight over the long term. And a lot of people use like the daily scale and it messes with them. There's a lot of water weight issues, like especially, you know, women with their menstrual cycle, like they hold on to, to water and, and there's different times when they're going to be heavier and lighter. But in, over the course of a year, if you eat 50 less calories uh, than your your energy needs for the day, by the end of the year – You will have burned. I'll run a calculation. So if I do fifty calories times three hundred sixty-five, it's eighteen thousand two hundred fifty calories. And then if I divide that by thirty-five hundred, that's a pound. Okay, you would lose five point two one pounds, right? So like, and that's just that's just eating one less like Reese's pieces on a on any given day. So that's what like it's all about like the hierarchy of decision making. It's like number one thing is is calorie deficit and i think that's where a lot of people kind of lose it right they don't want to track they they want to do something a little bit more creative but the the fact of the matter is like if you just track your calories and you do it relatively accurately uh and then find out what that calorie number is that kind of works for you eventually you're just going to like slowly see that that scale drop over time because it's physics like yeah. it's, it's it's science um and i i just think people kind of beat themselves up a lot like like it, let's say it's january 9th and you you, 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 you know, wanted to do a nutrition plan. Maybe you did something like whole 30, which can be fantastic, but it's really restrictive. And last night or two nights ago, you went to a party and you freaking had a slice of pizza. It's like, Oh, you know, the way you like, and you feel bloated. Maybe you gained a pound and that's in air quotes. Cause you probably didn't gain a pound. You're just holding on to water weight. You wake up the next morning, you feel defeated. You're like, look, the scale I'm getting fatter. I'm ruined. It's like, no, you're not, you're not at all. All that matters is that each and every day you're trying to make that decision of, am I heading in the right direction? And the thing that's going to head you in the quote unquote right direction nutritionally or physique wise, if you're trying to lose weight is just calorie deficit. If you, if you find a way to stay in calorie deficit, which isn't as hard as a lot of people will make you, uh, you know, think it is, then you're going to head in the right direction. It's physically impossible for you not to head in the right direction.
1: If I if I could encourage people to do something, it would be take an in body scan if you have the ability, or you know can find a place that will do it. Uh, there are plenty of places you can pay for it. Like my affiliate, the affiliate I am still a member at, it's part of my gym membership. And there's some something empowering about about knowing all your metrics for one, and the second piece that's important, like to your point. There's certainly a lot of science behind if you're in a calorie deficit, you're going to lose weight. Like that's going to happen. But what we haven't talked about is if you're also doing these CrossFit workouts and you're prioritizing protein, you're also probably putting on muscle. So there's a point when those two numbers are going to converge. And the weight you're losing and the muscle you're putting on on the scale is going to show that you're not making progress when in reality you're making a lot of progress. And that's why an in-body scan is so important. Is it'll show you body fat loss. It'll show you muscle mass. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and I think those are powerful things to understand. Um, yeah. you, know, you could have an entire month where you've worked out great, you've eaten great, and the scale is saying nothing's happening when in reality maybe you've lost two or three percentages of body fat and you're getting frustrated. This yeah. happened to me, truthfully, during this Wadapalooza training, like you know, the I started at one eighty four. Back uh, end of August and I wasn't going into this to lose a lot of weight but I knew I would lose some and a couple months later I'm still sitting at like 180 and I'm like what the hell like 4 pounds is nothing mm-hmm. you know and considering the work I was putting in and like all the food tracking we we're doing mm-hmm. and then I did two in body scans 30 days apart and all of a sudden I'm like holy shit I've <laughs> I've lost 4 or 5% body fat over that yeah. time." I
0: know? think it's, it's pretty um, I would say it's relatively common from what I've seen in CrossFitters. And I know when I first started CrossFit, this did happen to me. And it's kind of like, it's kind of the world I play in now. Uh, and that's like, it's, a, it's kind of like a rare thing, but it's called like a, re, a recomp, a where essentially what's happening is you are staying right around your normal caloric balance. Meaning like if you just keep eating, let's say I ate the same thing every day, which I'm not saying to do that, but if I ate the same thing every single day, the rest of my life and did the same amount of exercise and slept the same amount, you would eventually have this equilibrium, right? And what happens is a lot of people, they eat around that equilibrium, but like you said, due to uh, strength training and, um, and high protein consumption, you get a little bit of this shift sometimes where like you might be 180 on the scale, but... Kind of every every day, or you know, as you continue this trend of strength training, eating a lot of protein, and staying at the same calorie level, you do have this this phenomenon sort of where like you'll lose a little fat, but you're also putting on a little muscle. It's easier to lose fat than it is to gain muscle, but like you start to do a little bit of both at the same time, um, so the scale won't fluctuate very much, but you'll see your body looking a lot better. Mm -hmm. Um, So that does happen. It's happened to me a lot of times, Um, but it is. You know, like, again, like if you're in a deficit, let's say you're in a 500 calorie deficit, it's like nearly impossible for you to put on muscle. Because remember, the only way we can put on muscle is if we're in a surplus. The only way we add mass to our body, cultivating mass for those who like, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. The only way we're cultivating mass is if we're in that surplus. So what's cool about that recomp area is you kind of like flirt with, sometimes you're a little high, sometimes you're a little low, but it has this phenomenon where you... You seem to put on muscle or you maybe do put on a little bit of muscle, but you're also leaning out and the scale stays roughly the same. It's a great place to be in because you also don't feel like you're starving, which is quite nice.
1: Right. Well, I plan to put on some margarita weight while we're in oh, Miami. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's going to be fun.
0: <laughs> margarita weight. Um, you know, water will be fun. I'm sure we'll get looped into a couple other exercises, a couple workouts.
1: Can, can we go back to that breakfast place we went to?
0: Oh, the, bacon, the bacon
1: place where we were doing tequila shots at like...
0: That set us up for a very, very interesting day.
1: What's that place called? Bacon Bitch? Yeah, something called? Ridiculous. It was ridiculous. like ridiculous. It was like Hooters, but for brunch. It was the most bizarre <laughs> experience. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even making fun of it. Like, it was full of CrossFitters. <laughs> it was, but it was like Hooters for brunch. It was like all these young women who were very sweet, and but they're all wearing booty shorts and tight shirts, just like a Hooters, you know, and a we'll scrunch. And I don't know who on your team knew somebody there. but yeah, they the Tequila did. shots at like <laughs> 10 a.m. I guess it's too early for this shit, but I, of course I'm going to drink them because they're free tequila shots. Right. And Such a dichotomy for- between the, you know,
0: the, we're here for a fitness festival and then here we are. But, uh, but that's, what's cool about celebrating, uh, like going to places like this is like, you can have both. Like you, you can, treat your body really well and sleep and train hard, gain muscle and, and eat well to fuel everything and be healthy on all aspects. But what's so cool is it doesn't mean that you need to eliminate everything else. Like you can still have the fun. Like I'm still going to be staying out. There's still, yes, people are consuming alcohol at your party and maybe brunch the next morning. Who knows? But I just think, I think it's so awesome that as a community, we can, we can do both. It doesn't have to be exclusion of, Of either
1: well and i just think for everyone thinking of their nutrition goals right now you know they're two weeks in you know think longer term and you know this year it's gonna be a lot of fun like if i were kind of new on this journey i would be thinking all right the real goal isn't how good can i look at the end of january the real goal is how good can i look the first week of august when i'm in madison for the crossfit games there you go and in between there i've got the crossfit open i've got uh you know, probably a couple other events, semifinals comes up. Yep. Oh yeah. Wow. I got that schedule. Forgot about that. Yeah. And then, wow. you know, and everybody's got life and things happening in between there. So if you can really think in a longer term, and for the next eight months, what can this look like? And do the little math that you did, you yep. know, you know, the, you know, here's how you lose the five pounds and, and change your body comp. I think it, it changes your outlook on, on how guilty you feel over that one piece of pizza.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and then yeah, exactly. Like when you when you stretch that time horizon, like that – unless that one slice of pizza was – like let's say the slice of pizza hypothetically was 3,500 calories.
1: Oh, that's would a be good like, slice of pizza though. That would be like three pizzas. That would yeah, be the best slice of pizza.
0: Let's say hypothetically it was that. Guess what? You would only hypothetically – if your body perfectly assimilated all the calories, we're not even going to get into that. You would gain one pound. One. That's it. Right. So like a lot, again, like a lot of people make these huge, like, I think mentally they just crumble if they make a couple of mistakes, but realistically you probably didn't need three extra pizzas. You might've only eaten a slice or two and guess what? That's the mistake that quote unquote mistake. And I, I don't even like using that that word. It's so small. All you need to do, like James Clear talks about this in one of my favorite books um atomic habits, just like if you make a mistake quote air quotes here, then just try not to make it twice in a row. Like if you have one meal where you just like didn't track everything went out the window, it was a disaster. Then just say, rather than wallow in that, just say, Hey, the next meal, I'm going to try to make it high protein, high nutrient. and I'm going to track it. Boom. You're off to the races again. So just stretch out that time horizon and then realize like you're really only as good as your next decision. So just just try to make the next decision, a good one. Um, And, uh, and don't beat yourself up when you eat cookies.
1: Don't ever do that. I, I can't promise you my next decision it's gonna be a good one, Ben. But <laughs> for the shot. Mm-hmm. All right. So when do you fly out? When's your trip? I fly out Wednesday
0: morning. I'll get there
1: Wednesday evening. Okay, cool. I fly out tomorrow afternoon. I'll get there Tuesday night. I'm gonna uh I got my whole week planned out. Wednesday gotta walk over to the Whole Foods, get, there you go. get food prep for Wednesday, Thursday. Compete 3 o'clock on Thursday, and by 3.45, have a margarita while I watch you compete at 4.30. <laughs> I'm going to literally sit on the side. No, 3.45,
0: you're not going to be done working out.
1: All right, 4 o'clock. 4.15, uh, you'll have a
0: margarita.
1: 4.15, I'm going to have somebody bring me a margarita, and right. I'm going to stand on the side, and we'll watch it. you work out while I drink it, and I'm just going to make eye contact with you. <laughs> and there's a big straw, and not one of those paper straws, none of that shit, like true plastic, like the kind you kill a... Turtle with and I'm just gonna sit there just just sip on this margarita. It's gonna be so good. Excellent. I can't
0: wait. Yeah, maybe hey, I might even come over to the middle of the workout and take a sip. You never know.
1: Hey. I'll bring it out. I'll bring it out on the floor for you. you. I'll give a fuck. It'd be great.
0: You'll never know. Uh, oh, I'm excited. It's gonna be a good time. And obviously, everyone, anyone listening, if you are in uh in Miami for Watapalooza, come say hi and uh we'd love to talk. We we always love talking to to listeners and and uh get Good podcast ideas. Um, because we never, we always assume no one listens to this thing. Uh, but a lot of people do. I think this is probably what the most people come up to us at events and say, like, hey, we love the podcast. Uh, and then we always ask them a bunch of questions. So
1: come yeah. say hi. What, what times you're 430, right? Your heat's 430? Yeah, 440, I believe. What yeah. lane are you in? Do you know?
0: I think I'm in lane five, but we might try to, I might try to, you know, slide someone a $5 bill and see if I can get closer to Charlie so that we're working out closer together. But yeah.
1: I'm in in lane four, three o'clock, same stage. Sweet. It's going to be good stuff. Awesome. All right, dude. I'm excited to see you. I am too. I'm pumped to see you. And the rest of the wide Prep team. It'll be fun. I've never met Charlie.
0: Yeah, she's great. She's great. Ball of energy.
1: Good stuff. All right. Well, good talking to you. Safe travels. Uh, For everyone listening, thanks for joining, and we hope to see you in Wattapalooza. We'll chat with you guys next week. Peace.